Welcome to the Iron Society Podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Iron Society podcast. I'm your host with the most. That's what I'm going to call myself from now on. The host with the most. Wow. Just because I can. You know what I mean? I heard someone else do it, so... (laughs) And they're, yourself out. and they're cool. But I'm Cody Chapman along here, as always, with Mr. Nick Milligan. Nick Milligan, who just pulled a lady out of a ditch yeah. before coming it's over like to the house. Times, man. To I record. used to bomb around in my 91 Toyota pickup, standard cab. Didn't even have a lift on that one. That was my first truck at 17. Yeah. Had 3110.5s on it, some Pirelli Scorpions. I have no idea what you're saying. They like, were great tires. Everything you're saying right now, I'm like, It was the first no idea. Uh, AT tire that Pirelli had come out with. All-terrain AT. Yes. yes, I know what that is. And they went, they took me everywhere. Yeah. Pulled so many vehicles out of ditches and snowbanks and all the things. Dude, my so my first winter when in 2007, when I moved to Washington. Check. I had a little Honda two-door Honda Civic. Okay. Mm. That was one of the years that we had a ton of snow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 97 Southern California boy. I've never, the only times I've ever driven snow is like when I drove up to big bear. That was the big ice storm, right? 97. No, no that was later. That was a few years later. Check. Okay. But I'm going up to Seth's parents' house to go visit base of the capital forest, base of capital forest, spin out at a ditch right at the base. And I'm in a ditch and I'm like, what do I do? Now what? what do I do? I'm like, and at this point, right, I mean, I, there's no cell service at her house. So I'm like, I can walk a mile up and a mile in, two miles in the snow. It's like blizzard out, basically. Yeah. Decent incline. De- both. Yeah. Yeah, the whole way. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'm going to start walking. I go to get out of my car. And there's a dude, some good old boy, pulls some up. good old boy from Tonino, dude, who yep. was bombing down 93rd, you know, to go home. Yep. Already hooking his crap up to my car. Yep. And I'm like, uh, what do you? He's like, bro, I'm just going to help you out of here, dude. Dude, that was me. And, I, and he I literally actively looked for people. He said, in the he said, yeah, when weather gets like this, I just I drive around looking for people yep. because I love doing this. Love help, And I got the truck to do it. dude. Yep. And I'm like, and. Homie whipped, pulled me right out in 30 seconds, and I was heading on my way back up, dude. Yep. It was cool. So, <laughs> yeah, people need people like that. I've done you it. Know? I've pulled someone out only to turn around just as soon as I put all my stuff away to see them back in the ditch just, oh. a, just a quarter mile down the road. <laughs> yeah, I never did that. When, whenever I got in a ditch, or one time I spun out getting back on the freeway there at Black Lake, mm. I made that right-hand turn to get back on sure. and flipped at 180. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ugh. You know, that's when it was super icy. And then I learned how to actually drive. In the in the ice and snow yeah. and yeah, but it's know. important. A lot of kids don't learn that, unfortunately. They don't. They don't. And that's why. I mean, here in Montana, you can get your driver's license at like fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. And Elijah's like, "Am I getting my driver's license here?" I'm like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> absolutely not. You will get your driver's license when one, I can trust you in other areas, one hundred percent. And two, you can afford." You know, we'll get you a Forerunner or a Tacoma or a Tundra, like an older Tundra. Yep. Like my children will not be driving little, you know, cars here. Yep. Like they're gonna have big boys. Yeah. Between the deer, the elk, 
and the, everything. Uh, the icy roads. It's I think it's good to have a yeah. substantial vehicle. Yeah, because we live in God's country. Yeah. Mac so. will end up in the tundra probably. Which would be great. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, this week and for the next few weeks, we are going to have a continuing conversation about what we talked about this last week about the path. Um, we, we're, we're going to be talking about this in the group with the iron society and in the, in the iron society, we're going to be going a lot deeper with it. Um, as well as everyone in the iron society, they have access to all kinds of other stuff as well. And they're going to have the community accountability to implement a lot of this. But uh, we wanted to have the discussion with you guys because you can look at the path and just say, okay, cool, man, husband, father, leader, guide. Cool. Now, what do I do with those? What are, what are, what are the subcomponents of all of those? Sure. Because there's a lot of subcomponents and a lot of nuance to all of this conversation, right? So we're going to go over just the man portion, right? There's five sub points to that of like things that you have to be able to get um, some progress in. You actually have to build it, right? Like we were using a building analogy yeah. last week about building the foundation. Now, when it comes to building a foundation, there's more than just go pour a bunch of concrete out there, right? Yeah. There's like, no, like you have to have like actual, like, and I'm not, I, you'll know a lot better, but there's so, stem yeah. walls, right? Yeah. There's, there's actual, there's footings, there's stem walls there you go. in some places. Like you have to have a rebar laid down for more, even more reinforcement. Almost definitely. You, right. You want that regardless. And, and sometimes you got to go deeper still because of the frost level, uh -huh. the, the frost heave will happen. And so like here we had to go deeper than what I was used to in Washington. Yeah. So that made it a uh, little more fun. Yeah. So all, all that to say, there are, we're going to talk about five different components of the man part that you have to get taken care of, right? You, it's the, it's the footings, the stem walls, the rebar, the, all the different components of, um, actually getting that foundation in. Now, here's the thing. The one thing I do know about when you pour a foundation or any kind of concrete, you don't just pour it and start building right away. Mm -hmm. I know you don't do that. Mm -hmm. You have to let it set. You have to let it cure. Yep. And then you can start building on top of it. And this is what I think where too many men, a trap they fall into is they say, okay, cool. I'm going to start a new morning routine or I'm going to just start doing X, Y, and Z. And then I'm just going to stacking all these other, all these other things on top of it. Sure. And I've, I've always liked to take the idea of like working a soundboard. And I know you're familiar with that. And some people on this might be familiar with working a soundboard, but you set general levels with the big faders, right? It's like the general levels. And then you have all these other smaller knobs and other things you can mess with that really dial in the EQ, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about here on the podcast. Now, in the Iron Society Brotherhood, that's where we do a lot of the fine-tuning equalization work of like, let's really hone this in. Let's really get it strong and solid, yep. right? But we still want to provide this for you guys and have this conversation because even at a really high level... Um, if you do enough Googling, reading, and YouTube searching, you can really figure out how to start to build these things. Sure. You really can. Like, we're not reinventing the wheel with anything here. Like Solomon even said, like, there's nothing new under the sun. Indeed. The whole, the whole man, husband, father, leader, guide thing that th there have been various forms of that for years. Mm -hmm. And everybody filters it a little differently, talks about it a little differently has their own philosophies or frameworks around it. And this is simply our philosophy and framework that we've just seen work really well with men um, and in our own lives, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to talk about. So first and foremost, the thing every man has to dial in, up oh, and my light, ooh, look at this. It's like just on YouTube, <laughs> everyone just saw my light turn on my phone. Um, 
the first thing you have to dial in would be your mind. Okay. Um, and, and the reason for that is scripture is very clear that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, Mm -hmm. right? The only place in scripture where it actually talks about how we get transformed. Um, it's the renewal of our mind that, that whole idea is so it can, we can just skim right over it because if you go back, I mean, back to way earlier episodes, probably somewhere in the first five episodes of the podcast, we do break down the, the idea of where everything comes, everything comes from your mind and identity, right? Whatever is in your mind with your identity, then it informs your beliefs and your thoughts, your actions, your habits, and ultimately like your destiny and your outcomes. So you have to dial in your mind. And there's two even sub points to that, that I would say you have, you have to re I would say either redefine or define your identity. And that is one thing that, I mean, we are known for helping men with like the, with the identity code and that entire process, that, that framework that we have is so proven and so bulletproof and produces so much fruit that you have to start there. You have to, to me. So back to the foundation analogy, you can build a foundation, but if it's not on the rock, right, it's on sand as the Bible talks about, right. Or, or even, you know, if you're not, if you're just on native soil and yeah. not, you haven't dug down to hit bedrock where the ground's harder or, or done the work to compact it, to make it hard. That's, that to me is what the, the identity code framework does yeah. is it allows you to begin to build on a foundation, you know, build the foundation on the bedrock, yes. on the truth, on, on the reality of who God says you are, yeah. who you understand you are and who you are going to be and show up every day as hundred percent and and 99% of men and in that 99% that is a made up percentage just so everyone is super clear um I I would even say it's actually higher most men have never gone through a systematic process to clearly define their identity Mm -hmm. most Christian men when it comes to their identity and you hear it said by pastors you you hear it say by men like it is so pervasive when you say, what's your identity? People's knee-jerk response is, my identity's in the Lord or my identity's in Christ. And then the second question I'll ask is, what does that mean to you? And how does that impact your life? And they're like, um... Well, I'm really just regurgitating something I've heard before. Yeah, and I don't even understand what it means. Yeah, And everyone has identity. Everyone has it because we all operate out of it. Well, society will give you one if you don't have one. Yeah. And we'll, we, and we pick pieces of our identity up as we grow up. Mm. Right. It's Mm -hmm. the thing I've, we've said before about Mm -hmm. like it's your person on, on a seashore and you're just going and picking up these little seashells of identity, stuffing them in your pockets. And then you get to, you know, 40 years old and like, why am I doing this? Who am I? All of these things, all these things that I think it's how I am or how I operate. They're not serving me. They're not producing the fruit after 30 plus years. Yeah. What in the world's going on? And it's like, well, you need to empty your pockets. You need to look at everything and get rid of these old ideas about your identity and who you think you are that have nothing to do with what the Lord calls you or what he says about you. Um, and get rid of those things and go look through scripture and through prayer and ask the Lord, God, who am I? Who am I? Whose am I? What do I value? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to live every day of my life? Yeah. And when you do that, that is, that's digging down to the bedrock so you can start to really build a foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, um, it is the first step in absolutely being able to live 
powerfully in your purpose as a believer. Yeah. Like without question. Yeah. One aspect of that, that I really love is you're actually instructed to go ask some people that you trust. Yep. Some key questions about who, you know, what attributes do, do they see in you, yep. right? Like, are you a go-getter or are you patient or, you know, so on and so forth, kind of give you some thoughts on that front. And the odds are some of them, you may not really love what you hear yep. potentially, right? Yep. Now, depends on the friends and how honest they are with you, right? But I would actually welcome, you know, I would, when I asked, I asked, hey, give me the truth. Yep. Lay it on me. Yeah. If it's not great, I still want to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the reality is I can still change that. 100%. I don't have to continue as the angry person yep. or whatever, right? For instance. So it's, uh, there's, there's, there's multiple layers to this creating the identity as we walk you through that I think is really healthy for a guy to go through. Is it easy? Not yeah. necessarily. No, right? not at all. And some guys need a little more coaching through it than others. Yeah. And, and that's okay because the beautiful thing is, is, is it's custom to you. Yep. Right. It's, it's, it's only yours. I can't read your code and go, oh yeah, right, right on. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go now because yeah. it's going to be so different than what is meaningful to me. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that, that's one of the, it's, it's your mind, right? And part of that is your identity. And then there's another, there's other frameworks that we teach about how to forge an unbeatable mind. Mm -hmm. Right. And these are actually like things that we find in scripture mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about how to direct and set and reframe things that are happening with our mind to where we do not become a victim of our mind, yep. but we get to use our mind as a weapon and as a tool to move forward in life and live a life that glorifies the Lord. Like scripture tells us we have the mind of Christ. It tells us we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. Proverbs says that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Yep. So there's a lot about, you know, our mind that we have to learn how to build this mental, like get these mental tools in place to be able to do things, right? Uh, a lot of guys struggle with lust or porn or all these things. And then scripture tells us like we have to be able to take captive the thoughts of our mind. Yes. Most guys listen to that and they're like, well, how do I do it? Yeah, what does that look like? What does that look like? And we teach that in the Aaron Society. But when it comes to identity, you also have to be able to forge an unbeatable mind, right? Um, but that, that is all a very foundational piece of building the man. Now, the second piece would be your body, mm -hmm, right? And mm -hmm. now, gosh, there are so, there, there's so many reasons why I would want to put body before mind, mm. right? But I think when I really zoom out and I look at all the fruit and the, how we've worked it for so long with men, it's, it's definitely in a close second. Yeah, it's right it's, there. It is in a it's close. It's almost in a tandem. It, it is almost in a tandem. It, right? You might as well start both at the same time well, for ultimate. And that's efficiency. why we do in the Iron Society. Yep. You come in the Iron Society, and not only are you starting to go through the identity code and our mindset um, courses, but we are, we are also giving you nutritional protocols mm -hmm. and exercise. Like well, you get a literal exercise app that from us where it tells you what to go do in the gym every day. Yep. Because... There is so much, one of my, one of my great friends for years said it this way. He said, physiology affects psychology mm. and the two are so closely linked. Um, there's even research coming out now, a ton of it about for years to cure depression, anxiety, all of this stuff. It was just medication. Right. And now they're like, go on a walk and go lift weights. Yep. 
and it will literally start to subside your anxiety. Yeah, Huberman's all over that. All, He's got some podcasts on all that. over fantastic. it. Yep. Now, and, and to be super clear, like some people have very, very real and extreme cases of hormonal and chemical imbalances sure. where actual pharmacological intervention is needed, right? And I never want to poo-poo those things. Never want to poo-poo those mm -hmm. things. Um, but at the same time, I know people that have said, well, I'm depressed or I'm anxious or whatever. And I'm like, well, I, like, what's your diet like? Like, what, what are the foods you're putting in your body? And how are you, like, moving your body to just put it in the best physiological state? And they're like, well, I'm not working out at all. I average 1,500 steps a day. And um, I actually know somebody. I looked at their, their data on their Apple Watch. And their average step count for an entire year was 1,500 steps a day. Wow. I, I get 1500 steps before I step foot in the gym at seven 30 in the morning, Yeah, you know? Wow. Um, and I look at their diet and it's like, Oh, like Uber eats everything. Like it's fast food. It's this, it's that. It's a lot of alcohol, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have, you have to get your body in a place where, um, you are at least physically more athletic and in better shape. And for a lot of you, you know, like if somebody texts me, I woke up this morning when today's <laughs> podcast went live and all somebody said was there was a screenshot of the of the podcast and just said gelatinous man boobs with all the smiling laughing crying emojis oh. and it's true like if you've got gelatinous man boobs and a beer belly and you can't walk up a few flights of stairs without losing your breath you can't bend over to tie your shoes properly all of that um if you're i, I would say if you're more than 20 30 pounds overweight um, and now that's a very, very subjective thing. Um, like you, you bro, you've got to fix your body oh, for yeah. like your longevity, for your mental health, all of it. Like everyone wants to talk about being a warrior for God. This is one of the funniest things I always talk <laughs> whenever at men's retreats. It's like you're a man of God, you're a warrior, right? Like all these things. And there's homeboy in the corner that has like the don't tread on me shirt, you know, like the super duper conservative that like, it's like, yeah, but it's a three XL. It's a three XL. I'm like, bro, yeah. you'll have, you'll go into cardiac arrest within the first 30 seconds of a gunfight. If yeah. anybody like tried attacking you, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and you, you just have to take care of your body. Our body is the temple of the Holy spirit. Yep. Take care of it. Mm -hmm. And when we get into the whole purpose and calling conversation, like you can quite literally cut your purpose and calling short because you don't take care of your body. Indeed. You're going to, you will die early. Yep. Um, I was talking to a guy today on Instagram said he wants to lose a bunch of weight. I asked him how much weight do you want to lose? And he said five. Uh, oh, I said, how much do you weigh? And he said 500 pounds. And I said, hold on. Did, is this a miss? Is this a miss type? And then I, I went to their profile and like, no dudes, a, he's a big boy. Wow. He's a big boy. He weighs 500 pounds. Wow. Um, and it, I'm like, dude, like, like you need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Like you're a husband, you're a father, like you're in your thirties. Like you're going to die by the time you're man, 50, dude. Man, that's I, a sad scenario potentially. It's super sad. Um, but at the end of the day, and we don't need to go super in depth into this one because it's just like, dude, take care of your body, drink, drink enough water, get your nutrition dialed in, lose the weight. Like it is, and you don't have to be shredded. You know, like, yes, do like if you want to awesome, right? It's like, it's my goal. I want to get freaking shredded because I want to be the standard, right? Um, yeah. But at a minimum, get healthy, right? Uh, get, get your freaking, as healthy. you're talking about, you need to be able to 
continue to show up for those who are depending on you. Yes. And if you're a Christian man, there are plenty of people depending on you, whether you're married or not, whether yes. you have kids or not. 100%. You, you are called to go and preach the gospel, ultimately, yep. right? Yeah. If nothing else, that is your mandate. Yep. So you need to be able to be around to do that, though. Yeah, 100%. So take care of yourself physically. So you got your mind, your body, and then your spiritual man, right? Now, there... Whenever somebody joins the Iron Society, the spiritual part is baked into everything we do. It is mm-hmm. in tandem, mm-hmm. right? One of the things that I see a lot of Christian men do, and I personally think it is a misstep, when it's, I want to be a better man, husband, father, leader, all these things, the first knee-jerk reaction they do is say, well, I'm going to get a new devotional. I'm going to just read my Bible more and all of that. The reason why I think spiritual growth has must be done in tandem with renewing your mind and building your body is because as men we are very we we want to see tangible results yeah right we want the dopamine hits of hunting something killing something mm-hmm. and seeing like boom meat on the table mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. seeing spiritual growth is not like that it is not like you do x y and z and two weeks later you see the scale go down or you have this thing that we call your code where it's like a physical tangible thing that you can say, I did this. I now have this tool. Spiritual growth isn't like that. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the growth we like to see as men takes place in days, weeks, and months. Uh, but spiritual growth takes place in years, seasons, and decades. Certainly. And so if that is your first level of uh, like growth, you're going to have to have the most resilient spirit because you're going to get fed up really quickly with not being able to see the fruit in your life that you want to see right away. Not be able to measure it. You can't. Right. Like, I mean, the only thing I think to possibly even begin to measure it is just how many chapters you got through that day or something. Right. And even then, how well are you absorbing it? Right. And or applying it. And even then what we do is we start to, we start to relate our spiritual growth to do goodism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it becomes a, I feel more righteous because I did these things, right. which becomes the ultimate slippery slope of works righteousness, yep. right? And that's not the point. Our, the point is not to like have this like, oh, I'm doing all these things so I'm more righteous. Yeah. It's no, no, no. I'm doing X, Y, and Z to position myself and posture myself in a way where the fruits of the Holy spirit can be more evident in my life. Yeah. Right. And for me, if, if like, that's one of the ways that I measure spiritual growth, mm-hmm. how are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control being exuded in my life. Mm-hmm. If I am not seeing those things active and growing in my life, I am somehow stunting and quenching the spirit in my life. Sure. Therefore, those are the things that I look at because those are the outward things that you can look at and be like, you know what? I have been having more moments of joy in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. laughing more. Mm-hmm. I've had more peace. I've been more kind and more gentle with my kids or my mm-hmm. wife. Right. I've been exercising more self-control. Yeah. Right. And so, as you say, the reality is that's going to be over a greater passage of time. hundred percent. than the results that you could find in establishing your code, your identity, and being able to reflect on that and have that help you navigate each day and physically, right? Yes. Like if you start eating healthy, 
and actually exercising, it's amazing how quickly your body will react to that. Yeah. And when you do that, you'll start to realize that being able to say no to the donut over here, you're exercising some self-control, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. a, it, it, there's so much in the physical realm. And so I've always said, give me a man in the gym with a barbell and I'll start to change his life. And because there are so many parallels to spiritual growth that's, in the that's gym. The word, exactly. It's f- being able to fight through adversity, being able to carry a load and a weight, experience pain and trial and difficulty mm-hmm. and see your way through it. Endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many parallels between spiritual growth mm-hmm. and physical aptitude in the gym where when you take a man in the gym, something he can generally understand and see, Mm -hmm. he will start to see this crossover. And that is where we build what I think is most important, which is momentum. If you can start to get a man to build momentum in all these areas, Mm -hmm. he, he starts to become unstoppable. Yep. It's why you see guys, it's the, the first month or two. It's like, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And then all of a sudden, they hit this critical mass in yep. the big snowball yep. where it's like, yes, I'm still being disciplined and I'm still doing the things, but I'm trying less and it's just now who I am. It's just what I'm doing. And when you get to the point, a couple like normally I see it like eight to 12 weeks in when somebody's being consistent with this whole thing, mm-hmm. they start to build a momentum where they start to be like, dude, I'm, I'm not having to try as hard and I have this momentum behind me and I'm growing really fast and I'm seeing a lot of fruit. Yeah. And that's generally when the people closest to them begin to see the benefits as well. hundred percent. They, they all of a sudden are like, who are you yep. and what did you do with my husband? Yep. Right. Or, oh wow. I find we finally have the leader of our home present and capable. Yep. Right. And that's, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's a fantastic thing. Yeah. It's, it's sad and unfortunate that it wasn't that way before, but she's celebrating, she's welcoming this. That's what she's desired this whole time. They've been married. Right. Yep. Is for him to lead and lead well. Yep. Right. Not perfection. We're not, we're not no. Christ. Right. No. But we are redeemed. Yeah. And that means we can respond daily with our own efforts carried along by the Holy spirit. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing when, all like you say that critical mass happens and that man begins to a like you're saying feel feel different mm-hmm. feel the change hey this this is what i do now yep this isn't a habit that i'm trying to force or, or learn or whatever it's just the just a natural function of of my day now is me getting up early to be able to take care of myself first so i can then pour out the rest of the day yep you know and then and then for his bride or his kids or coworkers or you know whoever is in his life begins to go what's different like you've changed what's going on tell me about what you're doing you know i mean and then now all of a sudden he's got this influence and this opportunity to share what's what's been taking place right yep it's amazing dude there so there's a guy in the anxiety there, we've had so many guys in the in the Iron Society Brotherhood that have turned their marriages around, mm. and their wife has seen like this massive shift. I mean, guys that were on the brink of divorce, not living in the home, be, and the wife being like, you know, who are you? Come back in our home, be this leader, or mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. messages from wives saying, we have a leader of our home now. There's one guy in particular um, that his wife recently filed for divorce, um, and well, there's two guys actually that their wife recently filed for divorce. Mm -hmm. One of their wives said, I see everything 
how much you've changing. I'm putting a, I'm putting a pause on the divorce. That's one of the dudes. Mm-hmm. Another guy that has been through the ringer recently. Um, I mean, just all kinds of crap. He was, he, he, he called me because he's like, my wife needs the table and the couch. Do I help her? You know, I was like, okay. Uh, he's like, do I, do I help her? And I'm like, well, if just a random woman from your church needed some help and you were one of the guys around, would you help them? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, then I think you can help your wife. <laughs> okay. Sure. He's like, okay, cool. I just basically needed permission. And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, but they got in a little argument when they were moving the couch. Gotcha. And his wife said something and he replied with, I think you're getting upset because normally I would reply to you in a very angry way and we would start to fight right now. And I'm like, I've been telling you for the past six months is not who I am anymore. So that's not what I'm going to do. And she like, I forget exactly what she said. And then he said something else. And then she got real pissed and like yelled at him and said, and said something that she's never said before. She said, for months I've tried to deny that you're changing and I can't, I cannot deny the fact that you're a different man now, but I've walked down this road so far that I have to keep going. And why couldn't you have been this man earlier? But yes, I see that you're not the same man. Oh, wow. And he's like, interesting tip of the hat. Like, let me help you move the couch. Um, and it's like, and these things happen all the time Mm -hmm. in the iron society, Mm -hmm. whether guys marriages are on the brink of divorce or they're not. And their wives just see the difference, you know? Um, but Again, when you start to build this kind of momentum, you cannot, people around you cannot deny that you're changing. Absolutely. You, you cannot yep. De- yep. change it. So mind, body, spirit. Next would be vision. Um, you have to know where you are going. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that is, uh, in, it, it is formed in a way in your identity, right? You, it, part of that, like the how you show up, what we call the protocols, it's how you show up. That's part of, it might not be the man you are today, but it's the man you're going to show up tomorrow and you're deciding ahead of time. Yep. But a man has to have vision for where he is going, where he is leading his marriage, his family for work, all these things. Mm-hmm. Scripture again is super clear with this stuff. Without vision, my people perish, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's also translations that say without where there's no vision, where there's no prophetic vision, um, people cast off restraint, mm-hmm. right? Without the picture of where God is taking you, you will just show up tomorrow as the man you were today and just get through the day, right? A man has to have vision. I'm convinced this is why so many men love building things and love hunting. Mm -hmm. When you are building something or you are hunting, you are actively creating something in real time with your hands, with your life, with your energy, with your effort, You are creating something that is not in existence today Mm -hmm. or you do not have in front of you, but you have a picture of it in your mind and you are going to create it. Yeah. And this is why like men have to understand our words have our words have incredible creative power Mm -hmm. as do we. Right. Um, I like like we are made in the image of God. Right. And like I heard somebody say one time, what's in the what's in the loaf is in the crumb. Right. And because God is a creator, we are creators as well. Yep. God did not create things and didn't have a vision for it. Right. In the beginning there was, you know, when he started creating everything, God had a vision for that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, ah, let's do this. I don't know. It feels good. Sure. He had a vision. Yep. Um, so men have to have that vision of what they're building or what they're hunting. 
And that is what keep men like yourself. You've been building a freaking house for almost two years, right? Getting close. It's, it's what makes you overcome trials and adversity. Mm-hmm. It's what keeps driving you forward. I've heard of some men having these extreme hunting stories where it's like day after day after day, they don't see a dang thing, but they keep pressing forward because in their mind, what they see is that down elk mm-hmm. right in that rid over that ridge somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they want to, they want to take the picture. They want to get the meat home. Yep. Right. So it drives them on vision drives you forward mm-hmm. and every man has to have it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're, you're just going to, you're, you're going to, everything becomes a possibility and a possible yes at that point. But when you have vision, it gives you a pre-made set of no's. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Right. And it tells you the direction you're going. You have to have it. Yeah. It allows for that course line to mm-hmm. be present, right? Yep. It, you might start to steer off slightly, but you know where to come back to to get to the end result. Yep. Get to the desired outcome. You, like you say, it's really easy to say yes. And I think I think most guys, they want to be helpful, right? They want to fix the problem. What they want to you know serve somebody, and, and so you know you can get you know offers to help here and do this and do that. Not everything is, is what you should be doing, though, yeah. right? There's a difference between being busy and being productive. 100%. That's something I've had to learn, and, yeah. and I'm still kind of still figuring it out because my heart's to want to help, you know? Like, as you said, as I was passing the uh, person that was in the ditch, I was like, oh, I couldn't just drive by him. And you're like, actually, it is an option. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, that would kill me to look back in my mirror and, like, know that I could have done something to you yeah. know, remedy the situation, you know? And, and I think there's times, though, when – Hey, they've already got AAA on the way. Yep. You know what I mean? I could have stopped and said, Hey, you're good. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fine. You're, oh, okay. I could have, I could have taken off, you know, and, and yeah, I could have also plucked them out right then and there and saved yep. them 15 minutes or whatever, you know. It's, yeah. But my, my point being, you've got to be able to stay on course for what matters most for yep. your vision. And if it doesn't align with your vision, you, you need to be able to evaluate it in a way that is healthy. Yeah. That keeps you in a healthy mode and keeps you focused on the end goal. Yeah. And even what you said there, you, you have to be able to know how to keep yourself on course. Mm -hmm. If there's no vision, there is no course. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is the reason why vision is so important. You cannot chart a course for a destination that is undefined. Right. If you have a destination, you can then chart a course for it. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a destination, any road can lead anywhere. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm just journeying through life, brother. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's why you're getting nowhere in life. Mm-hmm. You haven't decided on a destination. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you cannot plot a course that is going to get you anywhere on purpose. Right. Keyword. On purpose. Exactly. You, if you don't have a if you don't have a plan or a destination, you'll get somewhere. Yeah, you don't know where it somewhere. is. Yeah. And you're gonna end up there on accident. Yeah. Right. So mind, body, spirit. Vision. Last one is vices. Mm. Vices. Um, Y'all didn't want to hear about this you one. You're like, oh man, I loved all that stuff. <laughs> this is all the good stuff. And then you got to throw that Don't one at the end. Take that away. And here's the reason why this one's at the end. Okay. Because you look at identity, which is wrapped up with, there's some mindset stuff there. Identity, mind, body, spirit, vision, right? The first three, mind, body, spirit, that is building the man, mm-hmm. building and clarifying the man. Mm-hmm. Mind, body, spirit. Vision is, where is that man going? Mm -hmm. Vices are, 
What are going to stop that man from getting there? What are the roadblocks? What are the roadblocks, right? So you're going to build a man, you're going to take him somewhere, but then you also have to be aware of what is going to stop that man from getting there. Mm -hmm. Because we see this all the time. Even in the brotherhood right now, there's a guy that was like, dude, recently I've just been like alcohol, me Mm. and alcohol, man, I've just been duking it out recently Mm. or me and these types of really terrible thoughts right? Mm. Uh, these, these self deprecating, really depressing thoughts and which are being caused by probably other areas in his life. You have to know what your vices are. What are the things that are going to stop you? And look, just to be honest with yourself for like two seconds, right? We're not in church here. We're, we don't have to try to put on a face. Well, you shouldn't be trying to put on a face in church anyway, but it's, it's the stuff that just no one likes to talk about. Like, are you drinking too much? Um, are you, are you addicted to porn or are you just viewing it too much? Right. Um, are you, do, are you a gambler? Right. Are you struggle? Are you losing all this money because you're gambling? Right. I know it's, it's, that is something I've never struggled with, but I know for some people it's a huge struggle with oh, sports yeah. betting or casinos or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, are like, are you, do you have like side chicks that you're messaging or texting? Um, like, I mean, you have the alcohol, the, you, you, you know what vices are, right? Like, you know what they are, the things that are slowing you down and stopping you. And you feel like crap about all the time whenever you, it happens or you think about it, right? Whatever those things are now in the song of Solomon, there's a really cool verse that is in the context of marriage, but I think it's in the larger context Uh, it applies really well to our lives. And it says, kill all the foxes, Mm -hmm. right? Kill Mm -hmm. all the foxes that would come, would want to come into the vineyard and destroy what we have here. Mm -hmm. And vices are little foxes. They're little mice that want to crawl in your walls and eat the freaking wires. So you have a short circuit or something, right? You have to identify them and destroy them. Yeah. You have to, because even if you build yourself and you have a vision, if your vices are still in play, they will be your ultimate demise. And we've seen this happen so many times. We've seen pastors fall because they had a vice that they did not deal with. We've seen movements like promise keepers, for example, fall because people up at the top had vices and with infidelity and lust and adultery, all these things, it, it caused that movement to fall. It's because they, they were building themselves as men. They had a vision for where they were going. Yep but they would not stop the vices. And because of that, it became the thing that led to their downfall. You have to identify them and you shoot them in the freaking face. You have to kill them. I believe it was John Piper that coined the term. uh, Let me see if I don't screw it up here. Kill your sin before it kills you. Ultimately. And I'm not sure that's how he phrased it exactly, but it it was along those lines. You've got to, yeah, you've got to take it out before it takes you out. Cause that's, that's the war. That's the battle, right? And we don't just, battle against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities as well. You know, there's a spiritual aspect to that. And that's why it's important to strengthen you yourself, know who you are, get physically stronger so that you can set some good momentum that allows you to build your, your spiritual side. And then you can go to war, right? Especially once you have a vision for where you're supposed to be. Now you got something to fight for. Yep. Right. Like go to battle knowing that if you don't go on the offense, what's the best offense or best defense is good offense. Something like that. Am I screwing that up? Well, (laughs) everyone always wants to say a good defense wins championships and offense wins this. And I'm like, ultimately the people that win are good at both. Yeah. You're playing, you're playing the field both (laughs) ways. Right. I mean, so get after is the point. Yeah. Right. Like you've got to take the fight to the enemy. You can't just wait and hope that you come out unscathed because yeah, 
at the end of the day, how effective are you really being if you're not yep. a target? Yep. Right. And let's let's face it, we're all targets. Yeah. We're men are targets, especially in today in this day and age in society. Yep. And the the reality is is we're also supposed to be the ones that are leading, guiding, you know, shepherding those that were are entrusted to us. Yep. So let's let's set the standard. Yep. And and <laughs> have you ever seen this sh- series on Amazon called Reacher? I haven't Jack watched it. I know what you're talking about. So there's like two seasons. We just finished season one. Okay. Um, part of the reason I wanted to watch it, and a lot of guys might think this is, I don't know, gay. Uh, dude, Reacher's jacked. Like, oh, he's freaking <laughs> jacked, dude. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because didn't Cruz play a Jack Reacher? It, in, in some movie. The... In a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this but is a series on Amazon. It's a series yeah, on yeah, Amazon. I know the actor. And I, Homeboy's I, like I, I recall six now. four. Yeah, yeah, big dude. Dude, big dude. And yeah. shred jacked, right? And so I was like, dude, I want to see this dude like amongst other mere mortals, <laughs> you know. But what's funny about that, and I think it's a great illustration for this, is like in the series, and by the way, if you haven't seen it and you want to watch it, I might give a little bit of a spoiler. So just be aware. Um, but long story short, like comes into this town and there's a big like there's crime going on, basically something like really nefarious. And he starts investigating these murders and all this stuff. And just homeboy just starts to take people out, dude. Like very, very similar to terminal list. Cause his brother was murdered and he's like, mm. like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to find the people who did this and kill everybody along the way. And right. I'm like, as soon as I remember episode one ended with that, because he was in the back of a car, I looked at my wife and was like, we're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, but like it, it's such a great example because in, in real time, you see this massive human being, very strong, very capable. In the show, he's ex-military, like mm-hmm. very, can handle himself, can think critically, mm-hmm. can look at things, right? Has all, all the training. Yep. Has all the training. And nothing could stop him. Mm. Nothing could get in his way. Even when some guys were fighting him and there was like an actual struggle, he always came out on top because he knew what he was fighting for, right? He had his vision. He was going to find whoever killed his brother and kill them. Um, he had built himself, he had all the training and he had basically anything that could stop him from getting there. He's already taken care of it. Like if it was a physical thing, if it was a mental thing, whatever, he's taking care of it and he's dominated it. Sure. And now it's like, no one is going to stop this man from accomplishing the mission of find who killed his brother and murder them. Yeah. Nothing's going to stop him. Yeah. And as men, like uh, watching the whole first season, and we're going to start season two probably tonight. um, (laughs) As I was looking at that, I'm like, gosh, I want, this is the, this is ultimately the man that I want to build myself into Mm. that there is not a physical thing. There is not a spiritual thing. There is not a mental thing. There is not an emotional thing that can stop me from accomplishing what God has called me to do. No limitations. No, absolutely no limitations. None. You're not. And and like when it, when scripture talks about being above reproach, Mm -hmm. like I want somebody to be able to come in and investigate every area of my life and be like, so I looked at, Every bit of browsing history, every cookie thing on your computer, your phone. I looked at every this, every that, your bank account, your this, your that. I've, t- I've interviewed hundreds of people that have talked to you and all yep. of these things. And, uh, well. You love Jesus. You just Clearly. Love, you love Jesus and you're on a freaking <laughs> mission, right? Yeah. And the great thing is, is that I can sit here confidently right now and be like, yeah, go ahead. Am I perfect? No, not at all. Right? Not at all. Um, not close. But. 
I would be okay with an investigator coming into my life and be like, I'm going to rip your life apart and find anything I can against you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sure. Like, go for it. Yeah. Let me know what you find. And, and in my head, I'm like, you're not gonna find anything like crazy. And if anything, you're going to find something I can correct and be even better with, yeah. you know? Um, but just wrap our heads around this for a moment. What if men of God in every church across America, just let's just say America, this could, we could talk about the whole world, but let's just talk America, America. What if every man in every church in America who named the name of Jesus, who is filled with the Holy spirit because they have been purchased by the blood of Christ. If every man had that as their vision of being the man that they need to become, what I just described about you look at everything and I'm mentally, physically, emotionally, all these things. I'm growing. I'm dialed. If every man was taking steps towards that every single day, I like people always want to talk about how do you change culture? How do you, how do you take America back? How do we shift the tide and all that? I'm telling you, if every man that named the name of Jesus and had the Holy spirit alive and well in him was making that their daily marching order, that is how you do it. Yep. Right there. Yep. Like precisely that is how you do it. And you could start bringing in geopolitical ideas. You can start bringing in all these different things. And I'm like, that is the answer. That is us being Jesus hands and feet on the earth, taking dominion and walking out powerfully and purposefully what he's called us to do in a very powerful way. Precisely. You get a man that knows who he is, takes care of himself, takes care of his bride, takes care of his family, and then serves others. Bro. What, what else do you need? Yeah. Don't need the government at no. that point. Right? Like if, if, if everyone, every man, as you say, pro- professed the name of Jesus, did those things yep. just for him and his. It's over. We're good. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, in the sense, it's a creation mandate. Yeah. Oh, right? 100%. Dominate and subdue the earth. Uh, it gets no more clear than that. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do work. Do yeah. the work that you're supposed to do, and we're going to be good. Yep. <laughs> And that's where I would challenge every single man. And this is the, the, we're talking about the first of five roles that we laid out in this path last week. Mm -hmm. And this is why I said it's very nuanced and there's a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. But imagine, imagine for a minute, like as you're listening to this podcast, just imagine for a moment, imagine yourself being so mentally strong and you, you know exactly who you are with your identity. You have the mental hardware to be able to overcome adversity mentally. You're physically a specimen, right? You've lost 40, 50, 60 pounds. You're strong. You're confident. You've been building the momentum. You are, you are growing spiritually like you've never grown before. Exhibit growing like exuding the fruits of the spirit, right? Um, you have a vision for where you're going and you have killed all the vices in your life. Like you're not, you don't struggle with porn. You don't struggle with alcohol. You don't struggle with gambling. You don't struggle with lot, none of this stuff. Try as you imagine that man, tell me what you cannot accomplish that God has called you to do. Seriously. Take that man into his marriage and tell me that your marriage does not start to flourish in a way it's never flourished. Mm-hmm. Take mm-hmm. that man into his, with his kids and tell me that you do not become the hero of your home. Take that man into his workplace or his business or his community or his church and tell me that he does not become one of the greatest assets in his work or business, church and community. Yep. And then after you've gone through all of those roles, tell me that now that man is not 
ultimately positioned to lead and guide other men and disciple other men in that process. That's the name of the game. Like this is the process. This is the path that you have to be on. And I sent an email out today to 2,600 guys. The, the subject line, are you on the path? Yeah. That was the question because that is the question we all have to answer. Are we on the path? And the path is exactly what we laid out last week. Yep. And you are, you are quite literally either on the path or off the path. Indeed. And, and I would, I would make a very, very like a line of delineation. You are on this path, aggressively pursuing these things and purposefully pursuing these things, or you are floating your way through life, hoping that things get better. And I just want to tell all, every man that's listening to this hope is a terrible strategy. It's a terrible strategy Mm -hmm. and no one is coming to save you. And no you, one is coming to and save you. You know that. Yeah. You you may hope, but you know that you need to take action. Hundred percent. Deep down, you know it. Yes. Right. But you're scared, or yeah. you're 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 filled with lies. You're believing the lie. Right. You know. You know no one's coming. That it's all on you. Yep. But that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Is you're not alone in it. Nope. Right. And not to mention, you can pursue community. Yep. who's also on the path that can walk it with you. Yep. God wasn't foolish in his design. No. Right? So that is the question I would want to leave you with today is are you on the path or are you not on the path? Like, are you or are you not? And if you are not, first of all, you know if you're not. And don't don't try lying to yourself and doing this whole self-deception thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I am. Eh, like you truly, you will know whether you are take on look, it or you are not. Take an honest look. Yes. Take a look at the metrics. Yep. You'll know. Yeah. That's simple. And one of the things that I'm really excited to be rolling out soon in the Iron Society, it's going to, I don't know how long it's going to take, but for a while now, we've been teaching all the men in the brotherhood, all these frameworks and everything. But recently at a vision meeting we had, it's like, okay, you know what? These five roles are like kind of the equivalent of Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps, right? And we have these five roles and pretty soon you're going to be able to access curriculum and courses from the iron society where you can just like buy this course and be like, Oh cool. Or this book and be like, I'm going to be guided through this. Now I can grow through this and I can bring five other guys around my church and be like, you, 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 we're all going to get this book and go through this course together or the entire men's ministry or the entire men's ministry, whatever. I mean, that'd be, yeah, eventually that'd be super cool. But most men don't have access to people that are either one on the path or two know how to even do any of it. Mm. And that is one of the things that we are going to be providing for you guys is getting you the materials that you need and the calls to action and the things you need to implement in order to become this man. And so that you don't have to sit there and be like, I want to be on the path, but I don't know what the heck to do. You're going to know exactly what to do soon. Well, so, that's, that's what, you know, when we were talking, I don't know how many months, if not years ago about all this initially, that was the thing we kind of realized there's, there's this void that there's really not, you know, there, there's tons of different coaches and, and things in the secular world and business and, and leadership and all the things like, you know, I'm a, and, and there's lots of good resources when it comes to all that. I'm a big Jocko fan, Echelon Front, those guys knocking it out of the park. Yeah. But there's, there was this void in Christian culture where there wasn't the, the both end of the biblical narrative 
influencing this path. Yep. We weren't hearing this from the pulpit as much as we thought we should be. Yep. And it was it was it was kind of a big eye opener for us, I think. And we're yeah. like, wow, we're really we're going to all these secular sources for these different leadership elements that we we know we need. We need to implement and do this better in our own lives so we can be better fathers, yep. husbands, leaders, businessmen, you know, all all the things. And yet man, it seems like I'm seeing this throughout the Bible. Like why, why isn't there that organization who's put this together and helped create yeah. a curriculum and or a course and or framework and so on and so forth that would allow us to walk this out in a, in a biblical worldview ultimately. Right. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And it's like, well, maybe we should do it. We, yep. we could do that. Right. I mean, yeah. why not? Yep. You know, and, and and I think that is like, uh, it's the three C's that have been bouncing around in my head, courses, curriculum, and community. Mm. Like if you, innate, if you teach men with courses and curriculum, right. And then you gather a community mm-hmm. of men mm-hmm. and start to do it together. Then you can start to build, really start to build a movement. Man, can right? you imagine the groundswell of what could be oh, the yeah, most I, incredible? Oh, I can you know, men truly grasping who they are and acting, acting, not just talking about things, right? Acting yep. on their calling, yep. answering and actually putting feet to the ground, moving forward, taking ground, yep. planting their flag for what they know is right. Oh, yep. It'll change on. the world. It'll change the world. Come on. It'll change the world. It'll change legacies. It'll change everything. Yep. So, that's the question I want to ask you. Are you on the path or are you not? Um, you know, you can not wait for those these things to come out in the coming months. And you can just literally join the Iron Society Brotherhood um, where you will get the courses, the coaching, the curriculum, the community, all of that stuff. Um, you can get it now. Um, it's not cheap. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, so if you're super broke and you just want something for free, I'm like, sorry, this is not for you. Um but if you, if you are like, I want to invest in myself because I believe God has called me to be this man and I believe that God is, has great things for me and I want to build my mind, body, spirit, vision and kill my vices, then we'd be happy to have you um, be a part of the brotherhood. So, and you can find out more about that at ironsociety.co. Um, but man, we're going to continue this conversation this next week and talk about husband, um, yeah. which is a huge role in men's life that most of the time when I talk to most men, um, let's just face it. Like most guys just suck at it. Like they just, they just just do, they suck at it. Um, and (laughs) it's because to get a driver's license or even a, you know, hunting license or whatever, it's like, you got to go through some kind of training, you know, to get a marriage license. You just go to a court, show up or you go do it. It's like, dude, bucks This most (laughs) important, one of the most important roles you play in your life. You could just like, kind of accidentally fall into if you had a little too much to drink and enough, uh, <laughs> the right place to do it. Right. Yep. You can kind of accidentally fall into it. Um, and the sad part is, is that's how most men are navigating it. It's like, I don't know. It's hard. And I'm like, no, it's not like I've been married 15 years. I haven't thought this was hard yet. You know, like, but luckily we had a lot of great mentors and that gave us a lot of resources early on yeah. and taught us things. And that's where we're like, well, what was teaching you guys? Because you might not have access to this, so how about we teach you? Um, but that's what we talk about next week is husband, and then after that we'll go father, leader, guide um, over the next I don't know month or so. Yep. So, 
It'll be fun. Sweet. But anyways, we have to get ready for the Iron Society Brotherhood call now. Because oh, the time we're recording this is... We have nine minutes to get ready for that call. Let's do it. <laughs> Too easy. Good thing we lived this. <laughs> we don't have to make crap up. All right, guys. Have a great week. We will talk to you later. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me, at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well, at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.